What's going on, y'all? This is Kelly Clarkson. Welcome to Miss Into Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. The very first podcast dedicated to the original idol, Kelly Clarkson. Here are your hosts, Jeremy and Pam. Welcome, everybody, to Miss Into Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. My name is Jeremy. And my name is Pam. Before we get into the episode today, we would be remiss if we did not talk about the big news that came out of the Kelly Clarkson show camp last week for what is going to happen this week if you are listening to the podcast in real time. And that is that she, Kelly, is going to sit down and interview the first lady, Dr. Jill Biden, on the Kelly Clarkson show. This is pretty exciting. It's huge. And like, you know, no matter what your political beliefs are, whether you voted for him or not, it's a huge deal for her because it's the first sit down interview, I believe, that she's that Joe Biden has done since Joe took office. And like, this is going to be huge for Kelly, not only Mm -hmm. like just for the opportunity, but for ratings. Like, this is a huge freaking deal. Um, it, I'm like, when the announcement came out, I don't think anyone had uh, suspected it was that. And I was just like, holy crap, this, this, she's a legitimate talk show host now. You know, this kind of solidified it. This is like I said in uh, an episode or two ago that in the next year, you're going to see the guest quality on Kelly's show start to increase. Now, I'm not saying that I'm not trying to start anything. I'm not saying that any sort of behind the scenes shenanigans went on. But let's be honest. This is the kind of interview that normally goes to Ellen or somebody who is, let's say, a little more seasoned talk show host. And so for Kelly in her second season to be sitting down with the first lady of the United States, that's pretty huge for her. And like you said, it's going to be big for ratings and it's going to be big for exposure for the show. And, you know, they're they're going to be running clips of her interview with the first lady for at least a news cycle, which is usually about two to three days. So there's going to be a lot of Kelly exposure over the weekend after that interview airs. And I mean, congrats again to her and to the booking staff at the Kelly Clarkson show and to Alex and everybody behind the scenes. I mean, this is a huge, huge get for them. And this is a little random, but I saw something on Twitter that I kind of just wanted to share with everyone. So um, her press secretary made a tweet recently that was just kind of, you know, promoting the episode and they're, you know, that they're really excited for it to air. And his name is Michael LaRosa and he tweeted his top five Kelly songs. So I'm going to read it to everyone. Yeah. Okay. Number five, which I was very impressed with. Uh huh. Ad- addicted. Nice. I was like, you know, the deep tracks. Cool. Yeah. I was like, dude, you're a fan. You know this. The rest are kind of like a little more obvious, but I was like addicted. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Number four is Miss Independent. Number three is Catch My Breath. I'm a little surprised. I mean, I feel like Catch My Breath people know it, but it's not like super obvious. Yeah, that's still an interesting pick. Not necessarily what you might think from a casual, maybe even call it a bandwagon fan. Yeah. Number two is Heartbeat Song. Again, kind of a surprising choice. Yeah. And number one, I don't think it's that surprising. Hazel Eyes. Actually, I will say surprising. Really? Be- because we we don't have a Since You've Been Gone or a Stronger on that list. That's true. That is so, very true. 
either he was given a list by a real fan or he's a real fan and is just a is kind of in a certain niche when it comes to fans. You know, he's not going to pull out the obvious ones. And I I think that that's awesome that there are legitimate fans uh, of Kelly's inside, inside the White House. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to try to believe that that's a real list. And he actually is a low key mega fan. He does follow Kelly on Twitter. So amongst a bunch of po- amongst a bunch of politicians. So we're going to we're going to go with uh, we're going to go with that. So I'm very excited. Just going to go with that. He's a big fan and that she's going to be in good hands. Exactly. So now when we are recording the the episode, Kelly is actually in D.C. right now recording or at least getting set for the taping of that particular interview for the show. And I don't know if they're going to do the whole episode at the White House. I mean, you know, do we think we're going to get the Kellyoke like in the East Room or something? Oh, my gosh. Think about that. Like, Are they going to do the whole episode from the White House? So it says the episode is going to have Kelly covering Youngbloods get together. And then there's also going to be a surprise for a South Central teacher and a bullied inauguration kid. So I don't know if those people are going to be at the White House as well or if they are going to be in pre-taped segments that were from the studio it, I'm very I would love to see the whole episode be at the White House. Like I would love to see Kelly performing a Kelly Oki song from inside the White House. Although I will say that get together by the young bloods would be an interesting choice yeah. to sing from inside the White House. But I'm not the musical director, so I can't say what sounds good and what doesn't. I have a feeling what they're probably going to do is they're probably going to present it as like a normal episode in the studio and then they're going to go on location to the White House. Yeah. That like kind of like what they did with like the Tom Hanks episode a while ago where like he didn't come to the studio for the interview. She went like offset and yeah. did something separately. I have a feeling that now that we re- I read that you you read that. I have a mm-hmm. feeling that's probably what's going to happen. Um, but who knows? Who knows? And I'm really excited to say this. I am, too. I'm very excited. And again, uh, congrats to Kelly and her team for grabbing the interview. Today, we're going to be talking about duets, not to be confused with the TV show duets, but more our favorite Kelly duets that have happened and ones that we want to happen. Uh, We are going to be doing a future episode about the TV show duets, but currently our resident staff archaeologists are searching the globe for the footage of that show because... (laughs) That is not exactly a show that's very easy to track down, at least uh, the full season of. So uh, we're still efforting all of that. But in the meantime, we can definitely talk about the awesome people that Kelly has sung with, of course, over the course of uh, a 20 year career. Uh, she has sung with many, many incredible artists, and it's really difficult to narrow it down to a few select really awesome duets. So first and foremost, we want to get it out there. If you have a favorite duet that you just swear by that Kelly has done with somebody, feel free to hit us up on our social media and let us know what your favorite duet is. Maybe we'll talk about it in this episode. Maybe we'll miss it and you'll feel completely and utterly dissed because we didn't talk about it. And if it triggers you, great. Hit us up on social and uh, we will be happy uh, to 
to retweet or repost or at least give you a big old smiley face thumbs up saying yes and that one too. (laughs) (laughs) You're just predicting what I'll tweet. (laughs) I love it. I know you, Pam. I know how you operate. You know me. All right. Um, So I'm trying to think, how should we start? You want to just throw one out there? I don't know. I I didn't necessarily, because we want to do sort of two different realms. One, we want to talk about our favorite duets that Kelly has done. And then we also want to talk about the people that we really want her to duet with. And that'll come near uh, the, the back end of the episode. But I think, you know, I've got a much shorter list than you do. I cut mine down in the last five minutes just because I want it to be somewhat even. Wow, you are way more productive than I am. But I mean, <laughs> I, I, I mean, you did the work. So, I mean, do you want okay. to, to talk about yours? Maybe like start off with some honorable mentions? Sh- sure. Um, yeah, let's let. OK, so I have we'll say four on, honorable mentions. OK, just because I have eight others and I just there's a lot going on. <laughs> um, the first one is um, so, by the way, Bryn Cartelli. Um, she, in the last couple weeks teased now when this is airing, like we, this, when we're, no, when we're recording this, um, she had just come out with like a, a TikTok video, Bryn, and it was like a clip of one of her new songs. So by, by the time this airs, for all I know, she could have like announced the single by now. I have no idea. But anyway, yeah. um, I'm really excited for her upcoming album, EP, whatever she's putting out. I think she's really talented. And I think one of my honorable mentions is her duet with Kelly on the voice of uh, Don't Dream It's Over. That's a good one. Is that Crowded House? Yes. Okay. Really good one. I really enjoyed that. Um, Again, I I feel like I'm just going to do like a random like running list. I don't necessarily have things to elaborate on. Number two is she she technically did this twice. Um, She did um, a collaboration live with the wreckers which um includes michelle branch yeah one of, it was her group her super group and i forgot the other girl's name jessica harp thank you yes um so they've done kelly came to one of their shows and did um cigarettes yeah. cigarette fantastics fantastic performance oh my gosh if, if you haven't looked up the records before if you're not into <sighs> the records go back and look up uh their albums uh it was a standstill look pretty is that what the album is, or is that just the, the song? Album, I know what the album cover looks like in my like. I can they pretty much they it. did they did one record really. I mean, it's, yeah, it's the one you look yeah, it's up from but, like two thousand six or seven, give or take. Yeah, and what a phenomenal album! I mean, I, I'm a big Michelle Branch fan, uh, mm-hmm. so I really, really loved her solo stuff. But then you know the side project that she did with Jessica, who is a phenomenal songwriter. Uh, was just so, so good. And, and I don't know what happened that, you know, there wasn't more material that came from them, but I mean, they, they're coming a... out with something this, this year. Fantastic. Yes. Oh, yeah, look at that breaking think, news. I think they tweeted it or Michelle tweeted it like sometime late 2020. So there is something mm-hmm. on the horizon. I don't know to what extent, but so Kelly performed with them, um, in 2007, I think, mm-hmm. um, at one of their shows, she came out and sang, and sang Cigarette. And then I, I can't remember if it was just Michelle or if it was both of them that came to one of Kelly's shows on the Stronger Winter Tour mm-hmm. and performed Lead the Pieces, which was their song. Yeah. Oh, that was really good. So good. So good. Um, another one is Pistolani's. Now, technically, 
they have performed together. Um, back in 2013, Kelly did this like radio conference for country music and mm-hmm. Kelly performed a song, which I had to look up again because it's been a minute. Um, it was, I guess, supposed to be released and never got released. It was called Ain't Gonna Like This. And she had the Pistol Annie's doing backgrounds on background vocals. on That's that. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Really I, good. I remember. And I, I remember seeing that. And the last one I have mentioned before, um, he was recently on the Kelly Clarkson show and <laughs> you, you said a really funny adjective to describe him a few weeks ago. Um, Robin Thicke. <laughs> I forgot what you said, but it was really I, funny. I don't remember either. I'm going to have to go back and re-listen yeah, to it. But I really liked their cover of State of Shock on duets. So on the TV show duets. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, How do you remember any of those performances? That's the one that stands out. I don't oh. know. Yeah. So those are my honorable mentions. Do you want to start with your sure, regular list? Sure. I'll start. And I, I think I'm going to, I, I didn't put these in any sort of special order. It was just sort of the order that I found them. Although I will say I committed hardcore to them. I put them down in Sharpie. So is that there a was, Dwight Schrute notepad? Yes, it is. It says my, That's... says my diabolical plan. <laughs> and it's got some, some beats uh... at the top. Yes, I love that. My I feel like we're gonna notepad. have. I feel like we're we're gonna have a lot of the same ones, which I think is okay. I have you a think feeling. so? I think. Okay. Uh, my first one is from just a couple of months ago. She had Garth Brooks on the Kelly Clarkson show. She did a whole hour with him, and it was one of my favorite episodes of the talk show thus far, just because of you know Garth is who he is, and it was so great to see. Kelly just sort of jump in on some songs and, you know, sing along with a few different ones. But the one that I particularly liked was their duet of Shallow uh, from the Star is Born soundtrack that originally was done by Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. Um, I mean, look, a million people have duetted this song since that movie came out. It's it's now (laughs) it's actually now replaced picture by Kid Rock and Cheryl (laughs) Crow as my as my least favorite song to see a drunk couple get up and do karaoke (laughs) to. Oh, that's really funny. Because it's because people can't hit the notes. They just can't. Um, And the great thing was, is that Kelly can hit the big notes in that song. And she sounded incredible uh, doing so. So I thoroughly enjoy and and granted, you know, I'm I'm sort of over the song itself. I was so like my radio station played the snot out of that song and it just got to the point where i was like you know shoot me in the face if i hear the song again but i always love hearing new interpretations and so to hear kelly and garth do their version was so great and i know that garth i think he said he did the version with trisha um and it may have even been on his album i can't remember if he put that out commercially or not but uh Kelly, of course, was like, well, I'll be Trisha. She's not here. And it was <laughs> it was a really nice moment uh, on the show. Yeah, that was a great one. Yeah. Um, not on my list, but it really should have been. But I'll leave that. F- I'll leave that for uh, you. Yeah. Um, My next one, I have a feeling might be on yours. I think we spoke about it recently. It was um, What Hurts the Most with Rascal Flats. This one did not make my list. Really? Yeah. Oh. Interesting. Okay. Um, they performed it at the uh, 2006 Blank Country Music Awards because, again, I can't keep up. I want to say the, maybe Academy Country Music, but the, again, the ACM, all- CMA, CMT 
awards. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> one of those. And as country Jeremy music really likes to congratulate <laughs> itself. Yes. <laughs> We're great. Um, <laughs> That was such a good performance. And Jeremy mentioned a couple weeks ago how the original song was supposed to be a duet with the two of them. And I'm yeah. so bummed that never happened. I, w- I wonder if there's even a demo out there. I don't even know if they did a demo. Yeah, it's hard to say. I think the song was written with the intention of having her on it, but the schedules just never jived. So there's a, a distinct possibility that a demo was never even made. Yeah, but like it was such a successful song on its own. And I'm curious if it would have been even bigger. Yeah. Had she been on it? Because it was huge at country radio. I wonder if it would have crossed over into like top 40. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll never know. But what a great, what a great duet. I yeah. love that one. That's one of my top five ever. Yeah, that's the MP3 I have from that performance is still in my music library. And I still am very happy when I hear it. It's still like it still gives me, you know, a smile on my face when I hear uh, them say, ladies and gentlemen, Miss Kelly Clarkson, <laughs> Kelly Clarkson. Yeah. And she comes out and, and comes into the second verse. And it, it's great. I mean, it's a really, really great performance. And yes, I'm with you. I would have loved to have heard a studio version of that. I will say that I can't listen to the original without hearing the ladies and gentlemen. Ms. Kelly. Like, <laughs> Ms. I always Kelly say that even when I hear like the, the normal version, it's like yeah. ingrained in my head. Absolutely. So, yeah. So what's your next one? My next one is one that I have talked about before. Uh, I think this song doesn't get a lot of love from the fan community. And I think it's unfortunate because I think it's a really, really good song. In fact, the first couple of times I heard it, I had a little bit of trouble distinguishing the two voices apart. But my next choice is her duet with Cara Diaguardi. And that is The Sun Will Rise from the extended deluxe edition of Stronger. Uh, of course, I've talked also about how I really love her standalone version that is on Smokestack Volume 1. But I still have a lot of love for this song. And I, I was always a big Cara Diaguardi fan. Kara uh, and Kelly have worked together in the past. I mean, Kara wrote a handful of songs for the Breakaway album. And this is long before she was a guest or I guess she wasn't a guest judge. She was a judge on American Idol. Um, so I really, really like uh, this duet between the two of them. It's still just a, a really fun song. I love uh, I, I just I love this song because the two voices just meld so well together. And I love that about it. So, yeah, that's my uh, my deep dive. And I wish more people would go back re-listen and appreciate the sun will rise yeah i feel like a lot of people gave it crap when it came out and i was like kara's a really great vocalist so Mm -hmm. i don't i didn't really understand all that drama there but i love that one i really do again not on my list but like it should have been um i think my next one is going to be this isn't necessarily a specific performance this is just something general like i just love um, the crossroads thing with Reba. Uh-huh. Um, I love most of the stuff she ever does with Reba. I, I this might be controversial. The one thing I'm not a, a huge fan of is the because of you cover. I think it's good, but it's you know when you're comparing it to the original, I'm like, and what would have been like yeah. a lot like you. I a lot like you. Justice for that song. Ah, <laughs> oh, I love that one. Um, and shout out to all the OG fans out there who had. 
a file of a lot like you. I don't know if you had this where it was like fancyreba.com, the unofficial Reba McIntyre fan site. Do you have any idea what I'm talking about? I know. I know the site that you're talking about because I think I got a couple of MP3s from the crossroads from that site. And I, it would, it would play like every 30 seconds. So you couldn't really hear the song. It would be yeah. fancyreba.com. I finally got a version without that recent, like within the last few years. But, um, yeah, I just love the whole crossroads, um, episode. I thought it was so much fun. And if you were in that audience, you witnessed a very awesome performance. Yes. So, just in general, yeah. I love crossroads. I actually went back and I watched a little bit of the crossroads special not too long ago and i uh i forgot how awkward reba looks now granted it's i only watched the first like maybe uh five or six minutes but how awkward reba looks as she's singing walk away when they first come out on stage because you can very much tell that reba is reading a prompter because i mean you can't expect Reba to, you know, remember her whole catalog of songs and then learn, you know, a handful of Kelly's songs. Uh, but it's just so funny still to this day to see her trying to, you know, sing a pop song, essentially. Um, I mean, it worked and it was a fun special and, you know, ended up, you know, later on becoming a really great tour. But it still, you know, delights yeah. me to see just and he, like hearing hearing her sing since you've been gone was like, oh, weird. oh it's yeah. kind of funny. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, good choice. Uh, okay, so my next choice is another song that I have mentioned many times on this podcast. Uh, it's another song that I think was criminally overlooked. And I think it just just for funsies. Let's have the label put this song out again just to see what happens. Uh, I'm talking about uh, her duet with Ben Haynow and that secondhand heart. Um, I... I don't know why I'm so stuck on this song. I, I kid you not. I listen to this song at least once a week just because I just think it was such a good song. And I, I am, I got to be quite honest. I am very unfamiliar with the rest of Ben's category, uh, his catalog. I, I don't know the rest of his stuff. I get recommended his stuff, uh, via Apple music all the time. I never take the time to actually listen to it because I am so stuck on this one song that I, I just I'm I'm banging my head against the wall trying to figure out why this didn't hit. And I don't I haven't done the proper research, so I don't know if this song did better overseas than it did here. But it just sort of I'm I'm just still so confused as to why this song didn't hit, because I just think it's such a great performance by both artists and it will forever be one of my favorite uh, duets that she's ever done. Yeah, um, that was on my list. I'm glad I can take that one off and not count it. But I agree. It's just so good. And no one ever talks about it. Um, I feel like we've spoken about it a lot recently, but that's because it deserves the attention. So um, if any newer fans are listening um, and are not familiar with the song, go listen immediately. The day that we do finally get Kelly on the podcast and talk about any and everything, I will be bringing this up. <laughs> I will just say, you know, why wasn't that a bigger hit? Why Why do you think that song didn't connect? Because that was uh, such a great song that, that you know, I, I'm sure people who are listening to the podcast are tired of me bringing up, but I'm I'm sorry. Like, that's that's greatest hits material right there, man. My next one, which one do I choose? Um, I'm going to go with Don't You Want to Stay um, by Kelly and Jason Aldean. Um mm-hmm. I think we've mentioned it before. It's just, 
you know, as when that came out, I I didn't know who Jason Aldean was. I think he was like fairly popular in country music, but he wasn't like as big as he was now. I think that album, My Kind of Party, um, really launched his career. I don't know if Kelly's to thank for it, but um, I don't think she hurt. But no, it's one of no. those songs, and like most of Kelly's country duets, I'm not like super fond of, but. This one, for some reason, always gets me super excited whenever I hear it. I think that that song helped to bring Jason Aldean to the pop world, introduced him to a larger cross-section of fans. And like you said, you know, helped out his career immensely. Uh, I don't think he needed it as far as the country world is concerned, but I do. I think that it helped as far as the pop crossover world, because that made just more people aware of him. Uh, so I do think that he does have a bit of debt to, to Kelly for this song and for helping out his career. Yeah. Yeah, All right, next my one? next one is a song that Kelly did at the 2017 American Music Awards. Uh, this is a song that I I loved this song. This song dates back to when I was in high school. And I am a huge fan, obviously, of both of these singers. And that is uh, Kelly's duet with Pink when they did Everybody Hurts by R.E.M., um, Man, was this a good performance. And I, when I was going through and making my list of songs that I wanted to use for, uh, this episode, I went back and rewatched it probably three times in a row. And just the, the way that their, their voices meld together is just so good. And I mean, cause Pink is, is another one of the best pop vocalists out there. I mean, there's a lot of good pop singers. She is an incredible vocalist. She is just pure talent. And so I know that that moment was big for both fan bases, because I think that that was something that everyone had kind of wanted to see because Pink was such a great singer and Kelly was such a great singer that what would happen if the two like worlds collided and it was magical. I mean, it was just an incredible version of that song. Yep. Another one that was on my list. So we'll get that one off. Um, <laughs> you know, I feel like every, a lot of people in the fandom, like no hate to Carrie Underwood. I really, I really like her music. I've seen her. I think she's great, mm-hmm. but I feel like so many people are like, Oh my God, I need the Kelly and Carrie duet. Like whatever. I'm like, I need the Kelly and pink one on record more than I ever will want Kelly and Carrie. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, like, I guess, I mean, I'm getting a little like ahead of myself, but like uh, of a duet that I do want, I'm going to say pink because I want something on an album. Right. So it will just say that, but that's, it was such a good performance. Um, yeah. And like, Ooh, Michael Stipe, that will be an interesting duet. That Mm. would. Yeah. Anyway, I'm getting off topic, but that was a great one. So good choice. (laughs) (laughs) Good choice. Thanks. Um, my next one is All I Ask of You with Josh Groban, which they did for um, – technically, I think it was on Josh – one of Josh's albums, but he did yeah. like a special. Um, so, they, they did a song from Phantom of the Opera. And, you know, Kelly had always said, oh, yeah, I sang opera when I was growing up. And, like, um, you know, we had heard her do like a couple of like notes here and there in the past. But I feel like this is one of the first times we heard her like fully – kind of do a little bit of a mini opera, you know, like some of yeah. the notes she hit, I was like, holy crap. We, we had never heard that before. Um, so thank you, Josh Groban for giving us a new side of Kelly. 
Yeah, I, I remember how impressed everybody was when that song came out because you're right. We had known that she loved opera. She had sang it a bit in the past and we just didn't have any actual audible proof that she could really handle the opera chops. And this song is, I mean, granted Phantom of the Opera is not an opera, but I mean, it's still about as close as you're going to get as far as this song is concerned. Um, I just remember, you know, the hair sitting on the back of my neck when I first heard it. And it's another one of those songs that's in my music library that comes up all the time. And I, and I will usually stop what I'm doing to listen to it because it is so good. And it did get like, at least on like satellite radio, it got, um, it got some airplay on like some of the like adult contemporary stations. So, which uh-huh. I wasn't expecting, but I'm really yeah. glad like people outside of the immediate Josh Kelly or Broadway, um, fan fandoms got to hear it. Yeah. It's so good. So everyone deserves to hear it. Absolutely. Uh, my next one on the list was originally on this artist's 2013 Greatest Hits album. It was one that we sort of weren't expecting, but then when we got it, we thought, well, of course, this absolutely works. And then we got treated to a second performance of it uh, just a couple of months ago on the Kelly Clarkson show. It is Kelly's duet with Jewel when they did Foolish Games. And I just, I mean, I'm, I, again, I'm another big fan of Jules. Um, I've seen her in concert a few times and I have always been a big fan of this song in particular. Uh, she was on with Kelly in November because her album Pieces of You, which was her big debut album, was celebrating a 25th anniversary. And the fact I, I'm still blown away by the fact that she and Kelly were able to do a flawless duet of that song with Jewel on a Zoom call and Kelly in studio with the band in studio playing it. I mean, for I mean, technology is fantastic, but the fact I mean, it's already hard enough to perform with another person, even when you're just standing next to each other, because you have to take kind of visual cues from each other. You kind of know if you're going to go somewhere. And obviously, you know, they rehearsed it. There was probably a little bit of editing magic that was put into it. But at the same time, that was still really impressive that they were able to pull that duet off on the TV show. Yeah. Um, I'm not even sure if I saw the TV show one just because I'm not entirely caught up on everything. <laughs> Shh. <laughs> but, there are YouTube clips out there. I mean, go yeah. watch it. It's it's very impressive. Yeah. Um, I always forget the that the one that they did uh, a couple years ago exists, though. I always forget about it. I always just forget Jewel exists. And I wish I didn't because she's fantastic. I did. My Spotify did put on... Uh, intuition a few weeks ago and I was like, this is so good. I forgot it exists. So I need to do another deep dive into Jules catalog because it's been a while. I mean, granted, that was even more of her quote unquote later stuff. I think that was like, you know, 2003 or something, but even like her 90s stuff is so good. Yeah, um, her. I mean, she's got a couple of uh, a span of a couple of really, really good albums. Um, you know, she's got the Pieces of You album and then there's the Spirit record and then 0304. Uh, which I do believe 0304 is where intuition, intuition is, yeah. is from. Um, cause 0304 was really Jules like pop album that she did. Exactly. And that's how I first heard of her as when I was like really younger. And then I went back and was like, Oh, like who will save your soul and all those other great ones. Yeah. 
And then, you know, in later years, after sort of she stopped having radio hits, she uh, continued to put out albums. Uh, she puts out an album every like two or three years. Um, and they're they're a little more folksy back kind of to her roots, but they're still very good uh, when you, you know, you stack them up against her other records. They just don't have any big radio singles on them, but she's still out there putting together music. And, um, you know, I one of my favorite pieces of memorabilia that I have is a vinyl copy of Pieces of You that she signed um, that I have hanging on my wall um, in my music room. So uh, it's uh, the fact that the two of them got together for a duet. Uh, on a song that I really, really liked that I did not even picture as a duet, but it worked so well between the two of them. Um, it was no brainer to put that one on my list. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, how many more do you have? Cause I want to see if I need to, I have just one more. So, okay. I, but I mean, you know, feel free to, to throw in a bunch more if you've got them. I ha- okay. So I have three, I'll choose one as my main one and then I'll do two more little honorable mentions. There we okay. go. So my last main one is, um, her performance from the 2006 CMT giants, which was, does he love you with Martina McBride? Yes. And I, I argue that I do like this version more than when she did it with Reba multiple times on tour. Mm-hmm. I, you know, this was really my first introduction to Martina McBride. Um, I like their duet of In the Basement. It's fun, but I wouldn't necessarily say that's like one of my favorite duets ever. Um, and I, I often forget about it. But does he love you for, I don't know, just they're both wailing and it's a sassy song and they just both sounded so good. That song is one of the best duets, period. Yeah. Just because just the message of that song and the story of the song, it's just such. I mean, if you get two really powerful singers to sing that song, it is really, really good regardless, just because it's a great song. It's a it's a wonderfully written song. And uh, anytime, you know, Kelly, I mean, yeah, the Martina version, the version with Reba, I've liked every version that I've heard just because it is such a fantastic song. Yeah. So good. All right. Uh, one more for me. Uh, this was another one that I didn't realize that we needed a duet of. It wasn't originally made as a duet. Um, and that was when Cindy Lauper appeared on the Kelly Clarkson show, they did a duet of true colors. Forgot about that. Yeah. And you know, this is another one of those just, absolutely perfect songs. It was perfect the way it was when, uh, when Cindy sang it, it was equally as good when Phil Collins did a cover of it. Uh, but I never imagined it being a duet. And then Cindy comes on the Kelly Clarkson show. She puts the dulcimer in her lap and starts picking away. And all of a sudden, like it just turns into magic. And I, and I'm sure it was intended this way, but the way, the way that it looked on the show, if you go back and you watch the YouTube clip of this song, it almost looks like Kelly just sort of like muscles her way into the song and makes it a duet. Um, but then there's a part where it kind of looks like Kelly knew what was going to happen. And, you know, she's singing into camera and, um, probably with a, a teleprompter, yeah. uh, but, uh, it, it it just the way it just it looked more organic than it probably actually was because it just looked like Kelly just decided to come in on the song and she like Cindy gave her you know the second verse and it, I, I just I loved how it sounded and then the 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 most enviable person in the room 
was Sarah Gilbert, who was also on the show that day. And she's just sitting next to Cindy on the couch watching all this happen. I'm like, do you realize the incredible musical moment that you just sat next to? Uh, it's just it's again, one of my favorite moments from the talk show uh, was this particular performance. Again, an already perfect song. You have a, an artist who is well into her 70s who can still sing beautifully. And then you have Kelly, who is, you know, half her age and is singing that song equally as beautifully. And you can tell that the song means a lot to Kelly. And, you know, Kelly in wears her emotions on her sleeve. She's not afraid to tell somebody when something means a lot to her. And she even said that was a bucket list thing. That was a highlight of her life was to get to duet that song with Cindy Lauper. I mean, you could just see it on her face. And then she audibly says it out loud uh, as the song ends. It was just so good. I'm really happy that, you know, they didn't end up duetting like girls just want to have fun. No shame to that song. But like, I'm glad it was the, that it was that song instead. Because it yeah. just meant so much more. And it's just a better song. Yeah. So. And Kelly would also, I think either, I don't think she did it. Did she do it that that day She's, for the Kellyoki? I know she no, did that song for Kelly. It wasn't that day, but it was it was more okay. recent. She, she every once in a while she will do a Kelly Oki song of an artist that's on her show that day. But yeah, um, but yeah, I know she later on went to do Girls Just Want to Have Fun. But yeah, I think True Colors by far was the better choice uh, for the two of them to duet. So yeah, I'm I'm really really glad that we got that moment. Yeah. So I have two more just honorable mentions. I'm going to mention sure. very quickly. The first one, Jeremy Loves. It's his favorite song ever. It's called You Thought Wrong featuring Tamayo Gray. <laughs> I how, won't get into it how? if you've listened to this. How? How is this on I your like list? I like it. I how like it. Even, it. Okay. Yeah, this isn't even honorable, let alone worth yes, mentioning. It is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, screw that. Come um, on. Okay. And then the last one is kind of a really random one. So. Um, I forgot what year. Maybe I'm going to say 2010, but I may have the, the year wrong. She performed a duet with Chris Daughtry, Fast Car by Tracy Chapman. Ooh, they did I it forgot live. about this one. They did it live. Um, forgot whose concert. I think it might have been his, but I could be lying. I don't remember. Not important. Then followed the Summer of Leaks. We've mentioned this before. 2011, a lot of Kelly's uh, demos came out. Um it was just something that was circulating throughout like the fandom and you know a bunch of them are on youtube now so it's not even really a secret anymore but the two of them pretty they did a song called one more yesterday mm-hmm. and it, i'm not sure if it was completely finished but it sounded pretty much done and it is an incredible pop rock song that i think back i don't know if it would have done well now but i think back in 2010 2011 would have dominated like the adult contemporary charts or the hot AC charts. It was so good. Um, it's probably on YouTube. If not, sorry, Uh, I don't really know what else to say. (laughs) It's not out there, but it's really good. And their voices are really fantastic together. So, but I know fast car is definitely out there. So you should definitely check that one out. So yeah, I'm I'm actually, well, yeah, and you're right. It was from 2010. It looks like it's from a, Daughtry show uh, in Nashville, and it looks like Kelly came out as a special guest uh, on the show. Okay. I got I got to admit, um, I I probably had heard when this happened, but I completely like blocked it out of my memory that this song ever existed. And this no is one ever talks one about it. 
Yeah, this is another one of those songs that, you know, Fast Car is one of those perfect songs that you would never think about a duet. But um, yeah, I'm going to go back and re-listen to this after we're done because I absolutely love that song. I love Tracy Chapman. And, you know, I think that Chris Daughtry uh, got a lot of undue grief because he un- he had the misfortune of being out during the time of Creed and Three Doors Down and um, a lot of the other Nickelback. Like Nickelback. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of like, well, a lot of that, like bro rock that came out and everyone was sort of dogging on uh, pretty much anybody because I mean, in fairness, yes, a lot of it did sound the same, but you know, you know, people were really dogging on Nickelback and they were dogging on Creed and kind of Chris Daughtry got kind of swept up into it uh, just because he was another artist who had a very uh, similar sound. I think if he were to come out today, uh, he wouldn't get the necessary grief that he got when he was among all those people. Uh, but, you know, he's another vocalist that I, I've always really, really loved uh, his voice and and how he uh, and, and his songs. I mean, he's a good songwriter as well. So uh, I'm not mad at this duet. I'm actually uh, I'm actually very excited that you've reminded me of it. My pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> Still doesn't forgive you bringing up the Tamira song. Whatever, it's gonna happen. Ugh, as long as I'm, gross. as long as I'm part of this podcast, expect. <laughs> you, Jeremy can bring up his Ben Hay now, and I Pam actually love that her. song. No, you, you can bring up a "Beautiful Disaster" from Thankful. There you go. Okay. All right. Fine. Very well. Okay. Uh, now that we've kind of covered our favorite uh, duets again, if we missed one completely that you love, uh, feel free to send it to us on our social media at Missing the Podcast. You can also uh, privately email us at Missing the Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, but now we want to talk about some of the artists that we would love to see Kelly duet with. And Pam, I'll let you start on this one. You sort of already tipped your hand a little bit with one female artist that you would like to see Kelly duet with again only this time maybe uh, actually on an album yeah so pink i mentioned same thing with um miranda lambert the two of them um they've you know kelly's sung with them both live but i would love something on, on an album um and for miranda you know i would think more something along the lines of like kind of her duet with like carrie underwood like um something bad it's just like a pop rock country song nothing super crazy i think that'd be a lot of fun um i guess as i'll kind of tie in justin timberlake there as well i would love something i mean I, again i don't count like the trolls world soundtrack or whatever yeah. um i mean like a legitimate duet um I think those are like a good for me. Those are like my three that I feel like I had mentioned before, like in previous episodes. So those are my mm-hmm. three. Kelly's sort of been with them before, but like, let's do something on an album. So yeah. um, if we're going to start with someone who she's completely not sung with at all, um, the first one on my list was Bruno Mars. I think I, I literally just wrote that one down. Did as you really? another, yeah, as one that I was just thinking of because I, I had written down, uh, and I don't mean to, to butt in on my, with my list, but I had also written down the weekend. Ooh, uh, just, interesting. Just because he's top of mind because having been on the Super Bowl and I've been, you know, going back and re-listening to his catalog. Uh, but you know, when I think of the weekend, I also think of Bruno Mars because they're both really excellent singers. Um, and so, yeah, I, I wrote down Bruno Mars literally as you were saying it out loud, because I do think that it would be a very interesting meld of voices. I don't know if I'd want a ballad or something upbeat. 
Oh, it's got to be something upbeat. If you're talking Bruno Mars, it's got to be something upbeat. Or we can do or something. We we can do something like this, you know, as if I'm like <laughs> producing this this track. Yeah, um, yeah. Something like Grenade, where it's a little bit of both. It's a little ballady, but there is definitely like some sort of up tempo to it. I don't know. I like that. Not nothing like uptown funk. I don't think I think that's no, like too much, but I don't think so either. But I, I like if you could do something where like he brings back his horn section yeah, and you get something that's really upbeat. That's got a, that's got a good beat to it. Um, I'm going to throw in one, one, sure. one other name that's relevant to this conversation. That's also on my list. Uh-huh. He did it. Bruno Mars did a duet a couple years ago. I, you know, it's been out for a few years and I still can't figure out if I like it or not. It's one of those songs. I'm like, I think I love it, but it's also kind of garbage. Um, <laughs> it's, it's the duet he did with Ed Sheeran and Chris Stapleton. And Chris Stapleton is on my list. I think Kelly and Chris Stapleton would make magic. So those are a few of mine. I have more, but I want Jeremy to speak. Okay. Uh, yeah. Like I said, uh, I put both uh, Bruno Mars and The Weeknd down. Um, I'm very interested as to what kind. I think I would like to hear like a slower, um, kind of a sexier song between Kelly and The Weeknd because I think that they could pull that off really, really well. Um, you know, another name that's on my list that I think might be a little bit obvious, but I'm still just, I know that they're, that she's a big fan of his. I don't know if he even, you know, would give her the time of day, but I would like to hear a duet between her and Rayla Montaigne. Oh yeah. That would be just because she's, she's such a fan of his. She's done so many different songs of his, uh, cover versions. That is that I would be very interested to hear the two of them, you know, three more days or, you know, sure. Bring back shelter or, uh, God, I can't even. I'm trying to think of back like songs from his first record that would be Trouble, really, really good. I mean, yes. I, I mean, oh my God. So good. Uh, yeah. So he's on my list as well. Uh, I have another one that I think you have mentioned in the past that you would like to see. And that is uh, Leon Bridges. That was on my list, but I'm glad you mentioned it. Go for it. Yeah. Oh my God. If you don't know Leon Bridges, you need to, I mean, start with his first album. He was because, the, the voice advisor, I think, for last season. I yeah. Think. Yeah. Um, if you don't know Leon's stuff, go back and listen to his first album. If you dig like 50s and 60s, like Motowny soul uh, music at all, you are going to love Leon Bridges. If you haven't listened to his first record, his next or second album is equally as good. Um, I would be very interested to hear the two of them together because I just think that she can bring that like classic old soul sound uh, very easily. And, you know, he's just, you know, he's got it baked in w- within him already. So the two of them together, I think would put on a really hot song. Uh, amen. Oh, I want that so badly. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of similar to Chris Stapleton. I'm going to throw out another name, which might not be as big of a household name, but um, Lucas Nelson who is do you know who who that is uh no it's willie nelson's son he he has his own little thing it's uh, lucas nelson and the promise and the reason why i brought him up he has a very similar voice to say chris stapleton or like um nathaniel Rateliff. but Mm -hmm. lucas nelson actually a couple years ago put out a duet with lady gaga which not many people know because on Spotify, mm-hmm. Lady Gaga's name is not even on the track, but she's the she does a duet. It's called Find Yourself, I think. 
Mm-hmm. Um, highly recommend checking him out if you like Chris. It's he, and I, I actually saw him. Secondly, him, Nathaniel Rateliff, and Willie Nelson, I think. I saw them, nice. and it was just like so much incredible like vocals that whole show so um i think it would sound incredible so anyway your turn uh i've got a a bunch of i think these are all very obvious choices um they're all females i'm gonna group them all together um and then i'll give you some time i have like six more more. do them okay yeah okay uh but again i'm gonna all right I'll, i'll i'll split these up okay okay I, I'll, I'll be the one to say Carrie Underwood just okay. for the pure curiosity. Nostalgia. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we talked about when Carrie was on the Kelly Clarkson show, how it was a huge missed opportunity that they that could. I mean, we I think a lot of us thought that that was going to be when we were going to get the first ever duet between the two. And. I was really, really bummed that it didn't happen. I would still like to hear it happen. I'm not saying that it's got to be some kind of a, you know, big single that has to be released and it's a big musical moment. It could be a, you know, song like a run, 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 uh, only better. uh, That's, you know, is like an album track on one of their albums. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it was a Kelly Clarkson album, but it had her and John Legend together. They didn't make big fanfare about the song for probably obvious reasons, but uh, either way, I mean, still, I would love to hear the two of them sing together. And my other one that's a, that's kind of maybe an easy choice, maybe a little groaner of a choice, but I don't care. I'm here for it. I want to hear a duet with Taylor Swift. I knew that was coming. <laughs> but, but I want like folklore evermore era Taylor Swift, not like, you know, re-releasing like you with fearless. Me. Yeah. yeah. Not like not re-releasing, you know, the early pop stuff. I'm talking like this, this new, like, uh, national, uh, Mumford and son inspired, uh, Taylor Swift that's going on right now, because I, uh, I loved the, the two records that Taylor put out during pandemic. And I think that it, I think it would actually be a bit of a challenge for Kelly to get into that headspace and to, and to, you know, sing in that sort of a, like if, you know, if she were partnered up with like with the national and Kelly or, you know, national Kelly and, and Taylor, I'd be really interested to hear how that would come out. Now you have me wanting a national Kelly Clarkson duet. That'll be, man, I'm not even the biggest (laughs) national fan. I've seen them. And I was like, they're not bad. I just wasn't blown away, but I'm just curious yeah. if anything. Huh. Mm-hmm. Interesting. My next one, um, I think I tweeted something about this a few weeks ago. I want to do it with, with Harry Styles. Um, oh, yeah. I think, you know, one could argue he was one of the better vocalists in 1D. I don't know if that's true. I don't want to make anyone angry, but I really do like his solo stuff, especially lights up i play constantly i know it's been out for like two years but i i Mm -hmm. I love that song so much um and i just think their voices would sound incredible and i know kelly would totally be on board for a harry styles duet um for sure i i I really want him just manifest manifest that out into the world (laughs) so put it out there yes 
Are you like looking at your wall to see who else you want her to? Uh, yeah, I, I am. I am. I am looking at my my literal wall of music to see other artists' names. I mean, I'm looking. You know, I see Sarah Bareilles. I think I would be into that. Um, I see Mariah Carey. I don't think that would ever happen, but it would be interesting <laughs> to see, like have the battle of the whistle notes. Yeah, right. Um, another, a couple others that I wrote down that sometimes people think that these are sort of interchangeable artists, but again, I'm just interested in their takes. And and Kelly does actually have a bit of a connection with one of them, and that is uh, Casey Musgraves and Marin Morris. Uh, oh, I would love both of those so much. Uh, obviously, Kelly and Marin both record, uh, recorded versions of Marin's song, Second Wind. Uh, Marin originally wrote the song. Kelly recorded it first for Piece by Piece, and then Marin put it out on her debut album. Uh, I have said that I think Marin's version is superior, but... Uh, but, you know, by a hair, I think it's just a good song. But um, I would love to hear the two of them. I mean, Marin just put out a duet with her husband, Ryan. So she's, you know, she's and she's a member of the High Women. So she's no stranger to singing with other uh, excellent vocalists. So I would love to hear uh, especially her and Marin together. But, you know, if you could do a, a thing with Casey Musgraves as well, Um why not bring it in and then bring in Willie Nelson's son because Casey's good friends with Willie Nelson. See, there Perfect. we go. We can, Perfect. That's, that's how we get everybody in the same room. We're getting everyone. Plus, I remember at the first Miracle on Broadway, she didn't, Casey didn't do that with Kelly, but I just loved seeing, I just, I love that she was on the lineup then. Um, mm-hmm. So, as I know, like, I know um, Casey, like way before Casey like blew up, she was, she's been really good friends with Aben and Ashley Arison. Um, yeah. So, they're all family. They're all yeah. they're all friends. So I support that. Yeah. Um. I have one last country for on the topic of country. I have one last one, which I'm pretty sure I mentioned before. Um. In a previous episode, is I need a duet with Little Big Town immediately. Immediately. You know, I think of all the ones that we have mentioned, that one could very well be the most likely. Which I'm fine with. I I have two posters up in my room right now. I love them. They are so underrated. I saw them last. They were one of the last concerts I went to before the world shut down. I saw them. I went by myself because no one would go with me. I saw them at Carnegie Hall. and It was one of the best decisions I've ever made. Guys, if you are old enough and it's safe, go to a concert by yourself if no one will go with you because you will regret not going. <laughs> I, I think it's funny that, that the, the two of us who have such appreciation for all different genres of music – the last shows that you and I both saw before the world shut down were both country shows. Because yeah. the last show that I saw was Jason Aldean. <laughs> there you go. And it's like, I'm not the biggest country fan, but there it just happened. Mm-hmm. That would be, yeah, they're so good. It's so, it's like not fair how good they are. And yeah. they're so nice. Like, yeah. they're just genuinely nice people. So I would love to see that happen. Please. That would be great. Okay, so I'm going to put you on the spot here a little bit. Um, I want you to pick out one more duet, but this would be absolute, like there's no chance in hell this is going to happen. And I don't mean like picking a dead artist, but pick a duet or pick a duet partner that there's no way in hell this is going to happen, but yet you would love to see it. Okay, so to answer your question, I one of the I have four people left on my list. One of them kind of fits this, but I feel like it would have fit it more in like the 2000s. Um, but I feel like in more like 
since something has happened, we've seen a photograph of them together. So I think things are okay. But my answer to that is Amy Lee from Evanescence because for the longest time, we would have thought that would have never, ever happened for obvious reasons. Yeah. Um, but I think... Ben Moody. <laughs> David Hodges. Yes. Um, but I think, I think you know, I want to say it was maybe around 2009 or 10 or something like that. We did see a photo of them together, and I think they've tweeted each other a few times. So, like, it could happen, but I really doubt it will. But mm-hmm. that was my answer for that. What about you? This one was a no-brainer for me. I would love to see it. I think you have even mentioned this in the past. Kelly has covered one of their songs, but I I think that it will never happen. Although the lead singer is nice enough that I could see, you know, there being a maybe crack in the window. Is this like of one of happening. my favorite bands ever who's on my list and I've been waiting to say? It, it I mean, it could be. And I even wrote it down in, in Dark Ink. I put yep. the, Foo, the Foo Fighters. <laughs> uh. Well, wait, I was recently, so Avon tweeted something about um, Dave Grohl and I had to write I back. saw this exchange. Yeah. Yeah. We were going back and forth like yesterday and mm-hmm. um, I w- he was like, oh my God, Dave Grohl is my man crush. I'm like, I'm, and he was like, he's the nicest guy in the business. I mean, listen, he challenged like a 10 year old, it's like a drum challenge. So yeah. It which it went which went viral. So that's on my list. That's my like number one. But I will say again, by the time this episode comes out, it's gonna be a little delayed, but this upcoming week she's actually covering times like these and I'm gonna cry. Oh, that's gonna be good. I'm so excited. Didn't she cover them before though? Didn't she do like she's one done by all my one? life twice? All my life. Yeah. She's done that twice. She did it on it was one of the first ever fan requests back in twenty twelve mm-hmm. ever. And then she did it on the talk show. Um, yeah. at some point. So yeah. I need that. Uh, that's, that's on my list because I but just, I'm, uh, yeah. And I'm talking like, not, you know, not, I don't even want duet on the show. Like I no. want in studio, like I want to hear Kelly rock out, you know, she hasn't really had the opportunity to do that. Do you understand why I am the way I am? That's all I ever want. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so, I have so many feelings about this. <laughs> sorry go ahead no it's i look i get it um i would love uh for her and dave uh to get together and do something with the band and man, i've been requesting be cool. everlong for like six years now so but like the, re- the, happen. the regular version not the acoustic one that that's out there i want yeah. like the regular full like you know loud you know rock one um i might have to you know get myself into the right headspace uh, when times like these happens. Might have to just, you know, put myself in a quiet room, put yeah. my headphones on, turn it all the way up, the listen feels. to it about eight or nine times. <laughs> and then cry and be like, yes. <laughs> yes, it finally I feel happened. this. Finally, yeah. All right. So, uh, again, if you have any recommendations for Wait, artists I'm not that done. You- oh, I thought we were done. No, Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you done. off. I'm not done. I still have okay. two more. <laughs> okay, let's hear them. Drop them on us. Okay, no, you're good. Um... I have two more and they're both bands. Okay. One of them is one that Kelly actually introduced me to. Black Keys. Yeah. Which, so she performed Lies on the All I Ever Wanted Tour. I never heard of this band. Mm-hmm. And then I became very quickly hooked. They're my other favorite band aside from Foo Fighters. And I think uh, Dan, the lead singer, Dan Auerbach, has a very, like, very much kind of like, um, um, I don't want to say Chris Stapleton. Chris Stapleton's voice is a lot more grittier, but he has a very like soulful 
gorgeous voice. And I think that would be really just so much fun to hear. Um, my last one, I want a Coldplay duet. I don't know mm. if I just want Chris Martin or the whole band. I don't really care. I'll take either. But I think that would be amazing. Like a nice, been like a nice ballad, I think. Okay. I'm trying to think about what era Coldplay I think as far as the era would go, I would think probably pre-Viva La Vida. Okay. So that's my guess. But also, I don't know, maybe anything pre-2012 like 2012 and earlier. Mm-hmm. Not the more recent stuff, but like, I don't know. What do you think? I was thinking like right around Viva La Vida. Yeah. You know, I um, I, I love that album so much. So, so that's sort of why. I actually won a copy of that CD at a Two Worlds, Two Voices show. Fun fact. How did you win a copy of a Coldplay CD? <laughs> at a Reba McIntyre show. At, yeah, the Kelly and Reba show. <laughs> um, there was one of the stations there doing just like promo. They had like the truck outside and it was like the, I don't know if it was the top 40. No, I don't think it was the top 40. It was like the adult contemporary station, I guess there mm-hmm. for Kelly to do the promo. And it was yeah. right around when Viva La Vida came out. It was 2008 and they were doing some giveaways and I got a free Coldplay CD. It didn't really make sense, but I love that album. <laughs> Well, I suppose you're not going to try to give away, you know, copies of a Kelly Clarkson album at a Kelly Clarkson <laughs> show because you're pretty good bet that most of the people that are attending have the album. I would hope so. I would hope so. Awesome. Well, I like that choice. I like I like all those choices, really. Thank you. All right. Do you have any more? No, I'm done. <laughs> OK, now you're done. <laughs> all right. So, again, if you know, if we missed either a duet that you really love or if there's an artist that you would love to hear her duet with that we missed, we would love for you to reach out to us and let us know on our social media. We are at Miss Into Podcast everywhere. And also you can email us at missintopodcast at gmail.com. And until next time, we hope you have a great week. We'll talk to you later. Bye. You've been listening to Miss Indie Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. Miss Indie Podcast was written and produced by Jeremy and Pam. Remember to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you'll be the first to know when a new podcast is posted. Continue the conversation by following the podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Miss Indie Podcast. Send us your questions and comments to Miss Indie Podcast at gmail.com. 